<laughs> Personal project happening. <laughs> so let's go. Uh, okay, we're doing decorum. Decorum, decorum, decorum. Okay, welcome back to another episode on Purposeful Project. I'm here with my brother Humam once and I'm again. Here with Adnan. And the one and only. each other's names. That's, that's, oh, look at that. We shouldn't be introducing that. each other. <laughs> oh, God. And we're here with, uh, with it's honorable mention, Sundus. Yes. here with us in the studio. Sundus is in the studio. The uh, videographer, filmographer, is that a word? Director, producer? We'll make it a word. No, I know Sporter. a guy. Knows a guy. <laughs> Drinking bubbly. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're back here. Another episode. Inshallah. And we're here to talk about decorum. Mm-hmm. So it's our second part in the um, our second episode in our confidence series. Talking about decorum, like Adan was saying. And it's really about, I mean... How I look at it is how you carry yourself, how you interact with others, how you actually respect and carry out things for your own self. It's multifaceted and there's so many ways we can start. But for me, how I look at it and what I always tend to go towards is how you treat others because how you treat others intrinsically shows what kind of person you are. But that could be masked because you could treat others a certain way, but then other people, you might treat them another way. So how do you stay consistent in that? And I think it's, it, they're all very similar. It all ties back to even when we were talking about last time in Dean, it's your values. I think one's value system is so important in anything we talk about and anything we even um, work on because it's, it's always that fact check mm-hmm. you are looking back on to see, okay, should I say this? Should I act like this? Should I be this way? So decorum really um, is the crux of who you are in a society and who you are to yourself. Values is definitely huge because when I was thinking about decorum right mm-hmm. now, like it's it because it, we talk about confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And we say confidence breaks into three ways, and this decorum is extremely important just simply because you could be a confident person, and we could say, okay, yo, look into yourself, you know what I mean? Give out that vibe, that energy, yeah, yeah, that yeah. you know you're that person, you feel good. But that could easily go into another direction. Yeah, yeah. If, if people think about you, wrong. That's, yeah. That was, yeah, that's actually a really good point, not to cut you off, but. You did. Really good point. <laughs> <laughs> really good point. I'll throw it back to you once, but. Um, pause. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Homan just walked away. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I have a bad habit of cutting people off because no, 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 so. no. I was just talking. Shit. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> holy, what was I saying? <laughs> he said, "What y'all saying?" Yeah, yeah. So people, people can be like, "Hey, man, you're so confident," or they can associate confidence to you. But if you're a horrible person to be around, mm-hmm. that doesn't translate. I think like you could be confident, but if nobody ever wants to be around you, or like ah, oh, he's here, mm-hmm. then there's an issue. There's something not adding up. So confidence doesn't mean having all this charisma or like, you know, getting things your way, but you're a whole horrible person. Mm-hmm. There's that line that I always remind myself and it's extremely important. It's like, no matter who you are, what you are, whatever it is, it, people say humble yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's, I think it's more of a thing of never thinking you're better than somebody else. Oh, you know, true, never, true, I don't true, care true. what position you're in, whatever it is, just simply mm-hmm. even dissecting that, like, Mm-hmm. You can never, never think that you're better than another human. Like, I don't care what it is, who it is, what position they play. It just is That's huge. That's actually so true. Huge, 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 you know? It's something that also I've, I've found myself learning more and more as I got older because 
you know, you, you always tell yourself, you know, I'm not going to be arrogant. I'm not going to be um, prideful and all these certain things. But it also doesn't mean they just it doesn't fall under those categories only. So what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, in something where there's an inherent hierarchy, for example, a teacher and a student mm -hmm. or a mentor and somebody that they're mentoring. Um, indirectly, there is that hierarchy. But if you look at it as you're only giving and they're receiving and you're not going to learn anything, anything from that, that's completely wrong because many a times I've tutored kids or I've mentored certain individuals, I learn so much from them, they don't even know how much they're teaching me back. Mm. And so that's also very humbling because here you are, you know, sometimes thinking like, you know, let me sit for this hour and a half and teach this person about whatever it might be, business, genetics, science, like whatever it is, but then indirectly they're teaching you so much about mindfulness and so much about, uh, you know, reinvigorating that inquisitive mind and teaching you about, it, it's very intangible. Like mm -hmm. even sometimes I'd be sitting with, you know, a, a seven-year-old and we're going through like English or social studies years back and I learned so much about their inquisitive mind and about how energized they are to experience and see the world. And even when we analyze a story, I'm like, what in the world? I would have never yeah. analyzed it like that. And they're seven years old. Yeah. There's so much to learn from other people that are across the table from you. So it's always being mindful, even if there is an inherent mm -hmm. uh, unspoken of hierarchy. percent, 100%. And it even takes you back to, because there's. I feel like there's always two sides to confidence, right? So mm -hmm. you could be that arrogant, confident person, or you could be that for lack of another word, just humble, mm -hmm. humble, mm -hmm. confident person, you know, I tell you, but what do you call it? I, where I remember and like where those two play is like, um, I remember a time where I was trying to get a job, right? Fresh out of high yeah. school, I needed an aviation job mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting anything. I had no experience. I never really worked, worked at a go-karting place only. Yeah, yeah. That was my only experience. But then this job I was looking for was it was it was at the airport there was hundreds of applicants mm -hmm, they were saying mm -hmm. apply online and then my mentor told me three different places to go to apply to and then i did i went but before i'm like i applied online but i'm mm -hmm. like hey i'm never gonna get a call because i'm just not different you know like they're why would they take me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't know i'm gonna be hard working they don't know uh how you know how i carry myself they don't, yeah, they don't yeah, see yeah. nothing so then essentially what i came up with was okay you know what i'm just gonna go there and I'm gonna shoot the shot and see what happens. I'm mm -hmm. gonna go in person because I know not many people are willing to do that. Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. So I showed up in person, dr dressed yeah. up, whatever, went Love to the it. airport, you know, showed up. And then um, uh, I'm, I went to the front desk and I'm like, I'm here for the manager. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, weird. Why are you, why are you here for the manager? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just here for the manager and need to speak to him, right? Yeah. Extremely important. And then manager comes and he asks me, he's like, so uh, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm here for an interview. Yeah. He looks at me confused, <laughs> confused like just baffled. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what do you that. mean? He's like, what do you mean you're here for an interview? I'm, I'm here for an interview. He's like, I'm the one who schedules the interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't remember me blocking a time. I'm not, I look at him with a straight face, yeah. shrug my shoulders. I'm here, man. You know? <laughs> and then he's just like, and then, no, man. and then he's just like, all right, come to my office. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's like, we'll yeah. just do an interview right now. Go in his office, alhamdulillah, like, thank God. Mm -hmm. Like, I went in there, killed it, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, right after, tells me, okay, you get the job. Um, there's three permanent positions. 
I'm going to give it to you and two other people. He hired about five people that day mm-hmm. or just over a span of time. I'm going to give you that permanent position. Boom, that's yours, right? Fast Amazing. forward a year later, right? Yeah. He's like, we're talking. I was working there or sometime later, whatever it was. We're talking. And then he's like, you know what? And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, sometimes in life, you just got to bullshit your way through things, you know? <laughs> and I'm looking sure. at him like, you have no idea, buddy. <laughs> you just got Bro, totally finessed. Honestly, the, it's an art form. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, yeah. people that say fake it till you make it, it's not really faking it if you actually are believing that is, that is the path you are treading on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that attitude of just grabbing the reins and you taking control even in the face of so many unknowns because you're like hey i'm here yeah you actually set out to do that and i love that type of attitude i remember even same thing when i was in ubc and i was trying to get jobs and and things like that i i waited for um one of the lab assistants to leave one of the buildings that was keypad locked Mm -hmm. and it was like a key card and so then when they left, I just grabbed the door because I was just <laughs> hanging out in front of the door. So I grabbed it, slid in because um, I've been calling this doctor for, you know, weeks or, yeah. and emailing um, a few times, not, nothing crazy. Um, but he wouldn't respond. So I was like, I really want this position. <laughs> so I just waited up front, grabbed the door, slid in, went to his office. He wasn't there. So I ripped out a piece of my notebook, wrote a letter. I'm like, hey, this is a man. I <laughs> uh, left you a voicemail also. And, and he emailed me back. He's like, one, he's like, I appreciate, you know, the effort you're putting into this. Um, but unfortunately, we have no positions. Thank you so much for your inquiry. And, uh, you know, hopefully there will be something in the future. And he's like, number two, I applaud how you left the voicemail. You got in. How did you get in? <laughs> and so... It's, uh, you know, you don't also go overboard and they're like, you know, get a restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you got to take, you got to take the chances, right? I mean, even I remember how I got into the co-op program. Same thing. You had to write an essay. I think it was like 2000 word essay on why you should be in it. I just recorded a video. Um, just like turned on my camera, I was talking to it. So basically I said my essay on, on the camera and then the co-op coordinator was like, I've never seen this before. This was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and out of yeah. like, I never really had a lot of accolades that all my other counterparts had. So again, it's, it's, if you have that confidence that I'm going to, you know, seize the reins on this and, and jump into it head first, even though I may not be there yet, I will be there. Uh-huh. Inshallah, God willing. And and in that whole that whole aspect too is extremely hard. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's something. Uh, oh man! Like cause when when I take myself back to that moment, I was so scared and nervous yeah. and shook. You gotta use that. You're like, you know. you, but it was it was all valid too. It was like I was yeah. just shook. Like I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, why would I do this? Like, uh, you know, like you're just shook. You're like, yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. Well, what the yeah, hell is going on? Sure. You know, but. I always refer back to a saying like I always tried going back since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I always try thinking of I always tell myself, okay, what would everybody do? Mm-hmm. Right? I'll think about what the general public would do mm-hmm. and then I'll do the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. You know? Cuz that's what differentiates yourself and then, from And I think the else. biggest difference too is that even with all the nervousness and fear, you're mm-hmm. not actually too worried about what it is on the other side because your intention was pure. I think niya or intention, mm-hmm. if it's actually set properly, 
then yeah, you're nervous and stuff, but it's not going to come back to bite you because it's not something that's inherently negative. Mm. So it's nervousness and energy you want to use to fuel you because without that panic, you know, it doesn't give you that extra kick. Yeah. But the intention sets the foundation, the precedent for what's to follow. Love so it, as yeah. long as you stay genuine in that. Um, and again, going back to confidence, if your intention is pure, then you know that you're leaving to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, God Almighty. So if that, if, you know, if, if he's willing that for you and you're intending purely, that also plays into confidence because you know, you, you have a very high expectation that it will work. But even if it doesn't, then it probably wasn't the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's that balance of understanding times, what's to come. 100%. Um, and you, yeah, you just always gotta, it's always that thing of just, um, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, uh, Hamza, mm -hmm. and uh, we're speaking about confidence and just how that plays into such a big role in just life, period. Mm -hmm. it's, it's living, it, it comes down to just living in that comfortable space. You mm -hmm, know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like it's, you want to be uncomfortable because if you're not oh, uncomfortable, it's, it's, okay, I'll take you, uh, like the way we were talking about it is like, Let's say you're having a conversation with a lady or let's yeah, say you're yeah. having a conversation with a boss or a random person you're networking with or whatever. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it is that the person who shows less fear wins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That winning could be relative to whatever you uh, attest yeah, that to. You're trying to yeah. But you win. Whoever shows that less fear wins, you know? So it's like that fear is always there, mm -hmm. but you just got to let that confidence just go one step yeah. above that fear. And, and it's done. Uh, to play off of that, um, it's actually very interesting you say that because mm -hmm. I think fears are something big that also a lot of people don't talk about. So you can either, I think you can either show less fear, like you're saying, because then that puts the other person at ease because they're most likely also feeling a semblance of that fear. Mm -hmm. um, but then one of my really good friends who interviews a lot of people is, is, is living, is basically interviewing people and holding conversations with them. Mm -hmm. um, and what he says is, if you can show yourself to be vulnerable and safe in a conversation within the first couple of minutes, and the other person will do that exactly to the way that you have. Love and it. so, you know, let's say uh, he, he brought up an example of um, an individual he was talking to. Um, and as he was talking to him, uh, his first conversation was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be a father soon. And, you know, it's freaking me out. I don't even know. You know where to start is I can prepare all I want but you know it's a big fear of mine not fear but like it's, it's a lot of nervousness mm -hmm. um, and you know I don't want to fail as a father etc etc and the person he was talking to is in his late 50s 60s and he knew he had kids and so then uh, he basically flipped that conversation back to the interviewer mm -hmm. and he's like you know why he's giving him advice about it and he started opening up about he was also nervous back then and that just built out a beautiful flowing conversation yeah. So showing vulnerability in the right dosages and uh, creating that safe space to have a conversation is, again, is a big part of confidence because then the other person will share more and you will as well. 100%. No, that's huge. That's huge because it, it's, it all ties into just being genuine. Mm -hmm. just, again, just being genuine. 100%. I swear, just if you're just genuine and even if you're genuine, and, and that's a great point. I actually love that because mm -hmm. now that puts into words of how you should be carrying any conversation with anybody. Because I feel like as guys too, you know? we don't really show vulnerability, especially in conversation. So it's, uh, it's something, I mean, you don't want to also go too much if you don't know someone and then open up 
everything. But again, it, it's all case by case. But going yeah, back yeah. to what you're saying, so yeah, just just being genuine, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge because if you're just genuine off rip and. It, the, the fear is always still there no matter who you talk to let's say or it could be whoever it is that you put in front of you mm-hmm. but you just always just want to hold that confidence just a bit more mm-hmm. than that fear and then it auto- automatically ties into what you said that vulnerability mm-hmm. just brings everybody's nerves down yeah and that's completely. what i love that's and that's amazing one thing i want to tie back is when you brought up uh, limitless potential early on in season one season one go check that out yeah <laughs> <laughs> shameless uh, plug, shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah um limitless potential yeah. it was beautiful because you were talking about how uh you know we don't know what we don't know and mm-hmm. so you ha- your horizon has to be expanded so that we know we can be in these places we can achieve these things so even when we go back to what we're talking about now a lot of people say oh wait i could do that oh wait i never knew i could message this person it's like well why not you know, they're like, if they really want a, a specific job or a certain position, I'm like, just reach out to the VP or reach out to the head of HR or reach out to the CEO. They're like, wait, is that even possible? Like, is, I can just email? I'm like, of course you can. Like, why yeah, not? Yeah. Go on LinkedIn, find their email and just email. You never know what happens. And so we sort of limit ourselves sometimes. But again, going back to what you said, if we're genuine, going back to what I said, our intention. It's all, it's so hard to compartmentalize this, this conversation, this topic, because it all, all the words end up flowing and meaning the same thing. There's so many porous boundaries within all these definitions, but the crux of it is being a good, genuine person. And that's even when we look back at the deen, at our religion, Rasul the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, he, it used to be said of him that Quran, his, his demeanor, his decorum, his... Uh, his khuluq, his akhlaq, his part, it was, it was emulating the Qur'an. So um, everything we do should be, again, cross-referenced to how can I be the best person and who better to look at reference than our Prophet, peace be upon him. No, peace be upon him. No, 100%. That's huge. That's huge. Because <laughs> you put two different people across from you, the arrogant or um, a confident, arrogant person or a confident, humble person, who are you going to gravitate towards? It's just, it's just simple mathematics. But sometimes we feel that as if, like, could be because of past experiences or whatever it is that we have to carry ourselves in a in a way, you know. That's that's, that's a that's a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point because of your past experiences. Do you think that you have to carry yourself in a certain way? Uh-huh. That's beautiful, and that reminds me of an interview with Jay Z, and he was talking about how usually as guys, we're instantly fearful or like you know guards up or you instantly want to beef with someone if they look at you even if they just look at you mm-hmm. and he he explains that as to when somebody like even some guys like where you, you look at someone the people are like oh don't look at him don't look at him mm-hmm. and you look at someone they're like yo like trying to start something yeah. yeah what's up so that stems from when you're looking at an individual that is that seems to perceive themselves as not having certain stature or th- that they're going through certain pain so when you're looking at them they think they see the pain you see the pain uh, they're in so instantly they're like what's up because they don't want you to see that yep. they don't want it to even come across so it's interesting that you just bring that up now because our pasts really develop us subconsciously into who we are so if we don't get to question that we're always going to be on the defensive like what 
what are you looking at? What's going on? Like, uh, I'm trying to start something. So even if it's not actually physically fighting, yeah. you're always on edge. Somebody looks at you, oh, they're out to get me. Somebody gives you a, a, a piece of criticism, oh, my life's over. They're out to get me. Everybody hates me. And that's valid. That's very valid to feel that way because of past experiences. Um, and it doesn't mean you lack confidence because if you can overcome that or acknowledge it first and then overcome it, there's a lot of power to, to opening up, you know, your own history. Um, but then another thing that he spoke about too was being in that when you're in entertainment or anything in the spotlights, that white hot space where you're always relevant, you're trending. And that ties back to what we were talking about just now into, um, you know, having that arrogance or having that, uh, or being in that spotlight, you, you want to be greater than that spotlight. So how do you become more cognizant and more mindful and you're above all of this stuff rather than always wanting that attention or always wanting to win a conversation or always wanting to, for people to do what you want. It's like, how do you actually zoom out and you look at the world from a macro perspective rather than just want to be trending in that space? Mm -hmm. So that again ties back to being genuine and being more cognizant of everyone around us is going through so many things. Like sometimes we think someone's going, is doing amazing. It's like, oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had what he had or she had or they must be doing so well. If you sit down and talk with them and be real together about everything, you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> damn, it's tough. So we, we all have our own, our own things. Um, so if we can be as genuine as possible, it only makes the world a better place. As cliche as that sounds. Oh, I love cliche. I man. do. I know. <laughs> I do believe it. I do believe you can cause a ripple effect in your own self and others. And then those people will cause a ripple effect in others and then so on and so forth. And then it will cause a big impact. Okay, so how do you say, how do you achieve that confidence? Like, how do you get to that point of building that confidence? Is it, does it just tie mm. into just, okay, me being like, you know what? Effort, wake up today. Yeah. I'm that guy. Like, how, how do you stay uh, in that mojo? I love getting checked. Mm. <laughs> I really like getting checked. Like, even yesterday, I said something to Sundas, and then uh, that same evening, she called me out on it. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, that's my bad. Like, does my hands up, put them up. I'm like, actually, that's, that's my bad. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Mm -hmm. So if, if you get checked quite often, well, if you're getting checked too much, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I love getting checked <laughs> every day. It's like 20 complaints. Um, but, you know, I, I do enjoy when somebody calls me out because I'm like, if I fix that, and they're actually very valid in their claim. And if I fix it, and even if I don't think they're valid, there is validity to it because they felt a certain way because of something I did. Mm. So as long as I can acknowledge it and, and amend it or be more mindful of it, then I know that will always be taken care of, inshallah, God willing, for the future of my entire lifespan because I'm, more, I'm mindful of it now. So if I can build sort of this like registry of developments that I've gone through, both you know verbally, emotionally, uh, whatever it may be, then I know that technically, if I don't slip up, should be pretty good to go. Mm -hmm. um, so that keeps me always uh, confident because I'm always being checked as to things that I'm messing up on. So in theory, if I get checked on all these things, one day, inshallah, I shouldn't have much flaws. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what gives me that hope and that confidence that I'm actually sorting everything out. Mm -hmm. But what about yourself? Um, no, it's, it's, 
That's a good question. I didn't expect it to come back at me. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? I, for me, for example, it goes back to, um, like, number one, getting to a point where you just wake up and you feel good about yourself. Mm. Whether that's, whether that's you exercising and making yourself feel better in that sense, uh, being healthy, whatever that is for you, or just reminding yourself in the mirror or myself in the mirror every day, like, okay, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're that guy, it's okay, mm -hmm. everything happens, you know, just keep it pushing, regardless yeah, of what, yeah, whatever yeah. happened like yesterday, yeah. just close up that book and just keep going for the next, you know? And the game changer for me was this past summer, actually, mm -hmm. that where it changed everything for me like my outlook on it all mm -hmm. it was i kept like after the books i was reading and the podcasts i was listening to and everything like that i'm always trying to find the key words people keep talking about yeah and one key word that they kept talking about was confidence okay you know right. confidence kept coming up and i'm just like what what is this confidence thing why are they gassing it so hard and i, I never picked it up to like a year into like looking into different things like i i just kept noticing it like i don't mm -hmm. know it was this past summer and then after I noticed that, like, uh, it was, there were sayings like confidence applied properly could supersede mm -hmm. genius mm -hmm. and all these different sayings. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, let me look into this. And I looked around the people around the industry I'm in, uh, which is aviation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is everybody moving? So I'm like, everybody acts or moves a certain way. Like they have it all. And after I'll give you a specific example, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in class. You're having a test. You do a test, you write it, right? Mm -hmm. You've been studying for forever. And then your classmates next to you, everybody acts like they know it all. Yeah, they crushed everybody it. Everybody acts like they yeah, crushed yeah. it. And you take back and you're like, damn, am I dumb? <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah, happened? Yeah. Like, why you know? Why is everyone done early? And why then, is everyone why is there, Exactly. And then you get your test marks back. And then everybody's like acting like they still, yo, I got this. I killed it. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you see the results. And you see that you did better than them or yeah. you did similar or whatever it is. And you're like, hold up. I'm like, were they lying to me? Or like, what, what's going on here? And then you start to like take that back. You, you scope it. that yeah, even yeah. more out. And then you start to realize that everybody just carries themselves a certain way. And especially people that were brought up in a household of you could do this, you could do anything, whatever it is like. Don't worry, just go for it. Carry yourself a certain way, yeah. you know. Uh, just keep Dream going. It's never far away. It's These never guys, far away, yeah. and they're they're given that reassurance constantly. Mm -hmm. Tend to always carry or show that confidence, like I'm always mm -hmm. good and I could do whatever I want. And in turn, that relates directly to you how you perform, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I tried that literally with my flying in my last part of school. Mm -hmm. And I tried that, and holy, did it change the game. It's it fine. literally, it literally, like, I just thought of, and just in life period, I just thought of, I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know what, Anna? You could do this. I'm mm -hmm. like, you're killing it. I love and, that. It's like constant reaffirmation to 100 percent, man. And certain people grew up flying and all this stuff. You're that energizing me right now. You, you know? talking about this? I'm like, yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. So, yeah, certain people grew up with flying and all aviation background and everything like that. And they have all these accolades to uh, show that they're mm -hmm. killing it. But I, I just started and I'm flying and I find out a year into it that I'm actually doing better or if not the same, yeah, not to compare yeah. yourself, but you just but see, still, relative, you see it like, relative. Right, okay. and you're like, okay, I'm at that. I'm doing, I'm like, okay, then I'm doing something. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm doing something right. 
then I applied that heavily this past summer mm-hmm. and man did it change everything yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. me. I'm like I'm dead serious, oh, man. It changed everything. It's an aura about oneself too. And you still feel those nerves and stuff like that, but you constantly keep mm-hmm. reaffirming that yo, I'm that person, I'm that guy, I'm that fe- yeah. I'm that lady, I could do whatever I 100%. want. And I can kill it. And all of a sudden, it's going to translate and, to everything and I, think, I think that nervousness, that's really powerful, mashallah. And it's a beautiful thing because it's also, it shows how diverse and complex and different we are. But even though we're very similar. So even with your approach to confidence and, re, and constantly reinvigorating that in yourself is constant reaffirmation, energizing, and that heightened energy levels. Which is very infectious because right now I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But then on my end, it's more about getting checked and writing your wrongs and and taking it in a very different approach that's like more written down or whatever Ah, it may be. So interesting. But then both are valid and both exist in the same space. It's not mutually exclusive. And I love that. And even tying back to the nervousness last week, I had to do something and I pushed it off for three weeks. But then last week I was like, okay, no, we're just going to do it. So I time blocked it in my schedule. And it's basically a new contract that we're wanting to get. uh, We're wanting to win essentially. And so I walk over to that office last week and I'm like, okay. And I was with one of my, uh, one of my colleagues and as we're crossing the street, I'm like, ah, no, no, no. And then the door is literally four steps away and I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. No yeah. prep. Let's just walk into it. And so that nervousness will always be there. Um, and it went really well. Alhamdulillah. I think, it, I think it'll be good. And I'll let you guys know how it goes. But Cap. Again, <laughs> yeah, but know. again, literally four steps away, and I'm like, "Oh man, okay, let's let's just turn back, let's yeah, turn back." So yeah. you need that energy always, I find. To force up, man, that's amazing. That it's actually two different ways. So that goes to show you, confidence can go into whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. however you see fit, because everybody's different in a certain sense. So however you see fit. One type of confidence that I always looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually I've always wanted to achieve and I don't think I will ever because of the type of person I am is the confidence that comes from someone that's always so quiet. You know those people that are just so quiet and calculated? Uh-huh. So then whenever they speak, it's actually very profound and holds great magnitude. I would love to be that person, but I'm bouncing off the wall <laughs> every five minutes. But that's also another type of confidence. So, you know, confidence doesn't mean you're extroverted. You can, you can be a, a very, very recluse introvert and super confident because you're, you're listening so much more. You're processing so much more. And anything you say, people actually will, will give greater you know, merit or listen to it more. And, and, and it holds high magnitude because you're always so quiet. So if you're speaking, it's worthy for you know, everyone to stop and listen. So mm-hmm. again, there's so many ways you can yeah. be confident. And that's huge. That's huge. But I think with that being said, that's going to tie. Well, that's our second topic we got mm-hmm. down. And our next one for confidence is going to be dress. Dress. I'm excited for that one. And that's, of course, <laughs> this guy's excited. Dude, this is his specialty. So I'm a, so I'm a fallback completely. Yeah. No, no, I no. I love this guy. If, all, if, y'all, if y'all can see our nan right now. Yeah. Cheers! <laughs> This guy's out of it, But no, thank you guys very much for tuning into Purposeful Project. Zakula, kid. And we'll see you guys in the next one.